Welcome back, diary listeners. This is Finland Bound, part two, and the conclusion of our time with Charlie Barbacook of the Minnesota Vixen. Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. And I, I, um, I've, I've noticed that in training people too. I mean, I've only had one successful mm-hmm. person to move into, uh, tattooing and, you know, I think it's, it's, it's both parties, right? Like, you know, you, they give, you give, and, you know, you play off of each other and you see if mm-hmm. it's a good, a good pairing or not, whether or not you're, you know, accelerating each other's experience, but that's exactly what I ran into. I, first of all, I'm not a technical learner at all. Like I'm a person who picks things up and plays with them. And then I find my way and I just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so to get somebody who is asking those kind of questions, like, but why? And I'm like, I don't know. Like why? (laughs) I don't know why it just is. (laughs) I just, I'm, I'm just, and you know, nobody likes to hear, well, I'm just naturally talented, man. Like get it together. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't even the truth. I just, you know, I've, I've played with art and things. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I, I think I just have a pension for playing with things and I, I, um, I'm not scared to fail. That's a thing that is very, very, um, different from me than a lot of people I think is that I'm, if I'm interested in it, I'm willing to fail. I'm willing to go through the hard knocks of what I know to be not an easy thing. Um, and that kind of halting factor doesn't really apply to me. Um, the really special quality. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I've been the fool a lot. And I think that's it too. Like I was heavily yeah. picked on and and things like that. Yeah. But my parents, they always told me, you know, like when it came to being picked on, they were like, look, first of all, most of these people are not going to be relevant later. Like to just shake right. them off. And then yeah. also um, great valuable tip um, that my dad gave me. He was like, laugh at them. He's like, it's an interesting thing. He's like, because it's not what they expect. And it kind of makes you seem crazy. So it's either that you, you could get your ass pummeled by them or you know how to pummel their ass. They don't really know which one is which, but either way, they're not getting the expected result of their actions. So if you don't give them what they want, they're usually going to go away. And, and it works every time. And, and in fact, it got me some people in the end because there was a a girl that I worked with at a bagel bakery and she was always like, just kind of shitty to me. And I would just laugh her off because I really didn't care. I was like, dude, we're making bagels. Like Mm -hmm. this is minimum wage. Like I'm not, I'm not making this my day, you know, like whatever you want to do. And then just one day she cracked. She was like, I, I laughed at her. She said something snarky and I laughed and she was like, I love this girl, man. Like no matter what you do, she just laughs and keeps working. <laughs> I was like, am I, was I being tested? Apparently. And then from that point on, she was always cool with me. And like, I, I went, to, yeah, I went to her baby shower. Like, you know, we all, like, it was a lot. Yeah. It was crazy. No, I have a tough time. I have a tough time hearing this one. It's really different. The communication style here is different. And I'm really, 
I kind of hate that I say that I'm direct, but it is what it is. Like I'm just a direct communicator. So if, you know, I like it. <laughs> if I think that you're, uh, I don't know, I just tell it like it is, you know, and well, I try to be gentle when I need to be. And, and I, I, I also think that people need to grow a pair of, um, ovaries and, um, sometimes they just need to deal with that emotion. I think people are, they fear, oh, they, they get scared and run away from their emotions. It's like, well, if you're feeling something about what I just said, why? Think mm-hmm. about why, you know? And so I just yeah. have been really direct in my communication for my oh. entire life, which is really appreciated in California mm-hmm. and in Chicago when I was living there. But here in Minnesota, not so much. People have a hard time with it. Um, they got that Midwestern kind of politeness. They, they would rather me be passive aggressive, I think. And well, I just am not, I'm not the type. So. Well, and in disability <laughs> services, I would imagine too, um, you know, you're working with a lot of people and maybe not directly because you're managing the case where, you know, the actual practitioners who are, right. are doing these services, but within management one, you don't have time to like overly not time, but like it, it is what it is, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you, don't like you don't have time and you're like, yeah. dude, I, it just is what it is. Do what I say. And then when it comes to the actual people that you're dealing with too, they, they don't understand passive aggressive nuance. I know my, my friend, she, she does not understand if I don't make it even, even it feels bad to me. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm being mean, or I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm being too aggressive. She won't get it any other way. Like if I don't push myself to just say it, she won't get it. She'll think that she'll, she'll just, it'll, it'll be like turning like running around in circles around the thing. And I, I'm just like, yeah. you know, like, so that's I a think really that's good point to bring up. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. It's my whole life has been in this building. It's true. You do have to be direct. Yeah. And when you're not, what happens? They miss on the mm-hmm. message and you know, it's, it's not cool. <laughs> they don't, they don't usually cool. like, perceive it as, as cool yeah. either. Like, I know with Asperger's and autism, they usually are like, no, just tell me, like, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to like emotionally be crippled by this. Yeah. Like, I just, I want yeah. to know what's happening. Like I, like just give me an order. Well, that, and they don't... that doesn't mean be a, that doesn't mean be a dick, right? Like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an asshole in the, I don't, I don't find myself to be an asshole in my directness. I, I, no. I, I really do think that I, I maybe I, I'm, just me. So it is what it is, but I feel like I am very intentional about my directness. So, uh, you know, there are some people I might be more stern direct with and other people I might be softer direct with, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your audience, you know, your person and you want to, I want to adjust anyway. Um, yeah. to, to yeah. the people I'm talking and communicating with, cause I care and love, I care about and love all the people that I talk to, uh, whether it's at work or in the community, um, or at football. Um, so I, I definitely take that into account, but, um, but people deserve honesty, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, that's, that's what I think that we should all be delivering. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I agree. Um, and you know, I'm East coast, so we can appreciate that direct a lot because like, you know, you, especially like if you go into like a sub shop in Philly, they don't want to have you be sitting there being like, well, you know, what do you feel like is the best thing on the menu? They're like, bitch, get your goddamn yeah. order and move. <laughs> you got a line yeah. like going out right. the door. <laughs> like it's impolite to be too polite in, in the East coast. Yeah. And that, that's <laughs> uh, different, but like a fairly similar culture to what I'm used to. It's kind of, 
uh, I, I always joke with my friends that in my family, if you leave feeling good about yourself, nobody likes you. <laughs> Total joke, of course. I'm just like kind of teasing, teasing my own family about how we are, but we love by, by kind of embracing the ugly of each other. And we do that by being really hard on each other yeah. um, about those things. And, um, and that to us is love. If you're just super polite and sweet all the time, we're like, what, what's, what's your angle? I'm like yeah. what's going on here? Like, why are you being sketchy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, yep. so anyway, it's definitely different here, but, um, no, I've, I've, um, I've heard it's different in, in certain places. Like I've had to, um, you know, in, in learning about different cultures and stuff, you know, there's tons of nuances, but that's why I like, that's why I like talking to people from all different places too, is that like, yeah. you know, you kind of, you learn that tact and you mm-hmm. learn that, you know, where their comfort zones are and things like that. Um, but yeah, like I appreciate it. I'm, you would never make me mad for doing that. Um, I, you know, it's just good communication, I feel. Yeah. And it, and it is for you too. Like, you know, I, I don't think anybody should waste their time on things they shouldn't. I mean, if it's going to be mm-hmm. an exhausting of your good resources, might as well just, you know, end the relationship there and, and let it be, because that's honestly the more loving thing in the end yeah. um, you know, <laughs> right. of both parties. Um, you know, it might not be an earnest thing that you can say, well, we respect each other, but there is respect in the fact that like you didn't, you know, wall out and tear each other's hair out. You know, so like, yeah. I'm just, like, yeah. just going to walk away. <laughs> so it's good. Yeah. And by the way, I just wanted to say, did we like collaborate with like our hair today? Like oh, I, we I don't... totally did. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely did. That was planned, right? You know, that was what, both Big tail braids. I like it. I know. I love it. (laughs) I was like, I noticed it right away. I'm. I used to be a hairstylist before I was a tattoo artist. So hair is like. You have great hair, by the way. I'm envious because. Oh, thank you. I feel like one of your braids is like both of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I just, you know, I've been growing it out, and it's beautiful. uh, I'm trying to grow it. I need to get a haircut, actually. But I just ditto. I don't trust anybody. I'm scared to go get my haircut. Oh, um. There's, um, uh, her name's Marie. What did she say? She worked at, it's a, it's a men's place. She just teaches, um, male, male, male haircuts, but she never, she never designed to like, she just works mm. there. And, um, I'm sure she can handle it, but she was dope as shit. She was one of my walk-ins at, um, uh, at weird ink and we did a, an awesome oh, tattoo. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, she, I forget what was it called? Was it called? It's something like um, clips or something clips or I, I, uh, man, it, it bothers me that I don't remember because she was so dope. Um, and we had such a great conversation about her profession and cause I, I did it too. I'm a master barber as well. And um, mm-hmm. so we just had a lot of back and forth and she's like, yeah, I never really like aim to be like doing men's hair. Um, she's like, but I'm good at it. And it is something that they don't really teach you in school. So yeah, here I am. And she really wants to do color and stuff, but you know, as far Mm as, um, having the kind of exchange that we had, um, I, I, uh, I really think she would have been cool. I wish I remembered more about her so I could send 
If anything comes to mind, I will, I will let Wait. you know, because I have your number. I'll text you. If I, if yeah. I can think of the place that she, she said that she worked at, um, yeah. I might be able to like do a search of like the St. Paul area. And cause I, I, I think it was like with maybe walking it'll trigger a thought. Yeah. 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 Um, and let you know, but she seemed dope to shit as shit. She was really, really cool. And I really enjoyed her as a human being. Um, you know, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, you're just meeting me. So, <laughs> but yeah. you know, um, as far as like, I, I just wanted to ask you as far as like, uh, your position right now, did you start out first, um, being a, a service provider for, um, yeah. It, yeah. And then graduated. Yeah, so I've done, um, uh, like PCA. So per, like personal care type work I've done, uh, I've worked in classrooms as a, as a TA I've worked, um, as an ILS worker. So just helping people learn new skills of independency. Um, I've done, dealt with, uh, trans transportation. Um, nice. I've run a day program. Um, uh, an employment program and worked as a job coach at some point. And, um, yeah, I've pretty much done everything in the field. There's a couple things I haven't done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not worked in a group home before, but other than that, I've pretty much done, done it all. So that's definitely, um, allowed me to be more successful in learning, um, about all the codes and things I have to learn. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, would you say that that, um, was it, like, I would imagine you'd feel like that was necessary in order to be, um, where you are. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine, I'm sure it's possible, but I wouldn't imagine straight out of school that you could just take on. It sure seems a lot harder for people to do straight out yeah. of school. Yeah. But I mean, there are people that are successful doing that. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm probably one of the few people that's worked in as many of the services as I have. Right. Uh, most of the people that, that are here with us now in my company, they, they have worked maybe at like one type of service um, other than case management, uh, maybe one or two. But right. um, yeah, I think it's fairly unique. That I've worked in so many different, <laughs> but I, you know, it kind of went with moving a lot. I moved a lot when I, uh, after I turned, after I left San Diego, where I'm from, I, you know, I moved, uh, to the Bay area. I lived in San Francisco and Oakland and Fremont. And, you know, I lived in Illinois for a while and I lived in, uh, and then I kind of bounced. I don't even want to say lived in, but I kind of bounced in, into other places like, um, Michigan. I spent a little bit of time, um, uh, with friends kind of just moving about. <laughs> well, I was going to ask it, um, was it, was it, you know, finding yourself love of travel or was it with work or was it just a whole cacophony of things? <laughs> I think it was finding myself. Yeah. I think it was finding myself. I didn't, I didn't really know who I was or what I needed or what I wanted. And I, I just kind of went with what felt good in that moment. And, mm-hmm. uh, a lot, most of the time I moved, I just, kind of was like, I don't feel like I have anything worthwhile right now. And I just would like literally pick up and leave that day. Right. <laughs> you know? Wow. That's um, awesome. And, or like max two days, it would take me to move, you know, <laughs> I just would go. <laughs> and, That's um, ballsy too. That's a quite a quality. 
Yeah. Awesome. I remember when I moved to Chicago, I moved there because of football. So right. I really wanted to play with the Chicago force that is no longer, they've retired their team oh. now. Um, but they, um, I wanted to play with them. It, I don't even really want to talk about it so much because it wasn't my best experience, but um, they, they had this incredible coach that I really wanted to be coached under. And I just wasn't even ready for Chicago. Just wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't ready at all. I, I was like, oh, I'm going to move here. And I moved and, uh, you know, I was there a day later and um, I didn't have a job and I didn't have a place to live and I didn't have any money. And I <laughs> just would walk like 14 miles a day, like going into bars and talking to people at bus stops and uh, just meeting new people. And in, in doing that, I found a job and I found roommates and I found um, football. That's an, that's so, really cool. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't think I ever felt like I was at home anywhere. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I think in, in the end, I figured out that that was more about like internally, I never felt at home in my body. And, um, and so I just was looking for something that I couldn't find because it wasn't anywhere, you know, it was something I had to get from myself and, uh, yeah, it sounds like you went on a walkabout almost like, you know, (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that, that, you know, it's, it's both, both things. I can identify with that a lot, um, honestly. Um, because everywhere you go, there you are. And that's, that's right. kind of yeah. the issue. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've definitely run from myself before and realized that it was futile. <laughs> and I've had that experience um, moving around and stuff too. Um, I guess, thank God that I didn't go ultimately um, balls to the wall with that because I, I wanted to go to like a whole other country and uh, like yeah. friends that were like, uh, I guess really love me. We're like, no, dude, you're not, you're not ready for that. You're not like, ready for no, that. You're not yeah. ready for that. Which yeah. I did have I mean, spiteful I, I, I think I'm thankful I didn't have any money because if I had <laughs> money, I probably would have wound up in some other random countries doing right? some dumb shit. <laughs> but <laughs> but you, you did, you did, um, you did, th- you know, you did survive. So that's, that's a, something that like not a lot of people have actually done or experienced. Um, I've, I've found it to be definable about my life as well that, you know, if you're willing to take certain leaps in your life that other people you know, wouldn't even dream of doing, or it scares them so Mm -hmm. much to even think about that. It really does, um, kind of, kind of be like a forecast of what you're going to be willing to risk later in life and how Mm -hmm. tenacious you are and how, how much you're willing to go after something. Um, because you've already risked so much, you know, you've already done what other people would never do. Yeah. I hear a lot. Uh, I, I have had a lot of people tell me like that that's just ridiculous and they would never have done that. Like it was, and I did scare, you know, my best friend was scared for me sometimes <laughs> the decisions mm-hmm. I would make, but um, yeah. I'm thankful for, I don't know. Uh, I think everything I do, unfortunately is based in, in fear. Um, but I think that my response to fear is the exact opposite of everybody else that I talk to. Walk about. into it. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, people get scared. People are, I know, I know a lot of people are just, they're scared to even leave their, their 
their one apartment to go to a new apartment, you know, like 30 minutes away, like that, mm-hmm. that's scary for them, or it's scary for them to move somewhere, a city that their family's not in, or um, leave their job because they're comfortable there. You know, it, there's all these things people are scared of. And, and I'm always like, well, just change it. Like, yeah. if you're not happy, change it, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. um, but I don't just, I say it like it's easy and I don't mean it that way at all. Cause it's, you know, I'm terrified to play football as an example. I am so, so scared that most practices, uh, not this year, it's a little different cause I started taking CBD, but, um, <laughs> but for you. most of my years, yeah, it's been really helpful to be honest. Um, yeah. I just I started to too. every single practice and did you really? Yeah, I did. Uh, funny. <laughs> That's great. Um, but every practice, I, not just game day, but every practice, I would be like gagging in the beginning of practice, wanting to throw up because I'm so filled with fear and anxiety. Every Aww. single practice. I've been playing football for so long, right? Like yeah. that shouldn't be anything. But it still is. It makes me scared. And it's part of why I do it. Um, well, you know? Yes, I, I actually 100% know. Um, it it kind of links back to what you said about like your motivation is protecting someone else, not necessarily yourself. I identify a lot with that because I've always told people, I think I have a bit of an evolutionary chip mix missing where (laughs) I'm kind of willing to be, uh, you know, like the lamb to the slaughter almost like, it's really weird. Cause I, I'm kind of like, I, I, I definitely understand you. Like, um, the, the fear is what's driving me to have this podcast right now. Like that's what pushed me to do it was a fear of technology a fear mm-hmm. of being seen, yep. of having my voice heard, of saying the yeah. wrong thing. Of, Hearing your voice on technology is scary. <laughs> all, of, all of it, all of it, you know, like you seeing how, you know, uh, people are canceled, how people are lambasted, how, how, you know, all of those things that, that people could, could do to me um, mm. within this, but you know, I just, I just look at it the same as you. Like, um, I knew I model nude online. People are like, Oh my God, aren't you like worried? And I'm like, about what, about, about what? what? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, honest, honest to God, there's so many pro- proclivities in the world, you know, like there's yeah. people who masturbate to shoe catalogs. I, I cannot control what happens with that. And the way I see it is, is like, I'd rather just put it out there and say, look, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not scared for you to look, this is well, what yeah. I have. That's a really special piece of the world. People, uh, the, the female body. And I say this as a lesbian who has no interest in a male body, but um, <laughs> right? the female body is just so interesting. It's mm-hmm. so interesting and beautiful. And why, like, there's yeah. so many whys to, to why a woman's body is so yeah um, interesting to look at. And it doesn't have to be this anything more than that no but it can be which is great and they're also beautifully nuanced people even just um looking in the mirror let alone posing nude publicly right like those are mm-hmm. i think the same fear yeah. <laughs> um, yeah looking in the mirror is the same fear and um and i think that people can hardly face that mm-hmm. and so that's why it's probably really scary for people to hear that yeah. Would do such a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, it pushed against is their, um, their boundaries and their walls, uh, a bit, which I've, I've, you know, I've, I've had to learn that too. I've had to learn to be compassionate about 
the things that people are afraid of and that it's not about me, that it really isn't about me. Yeah. It's all about your own personal. Yeah. When people have those boundaries, it's definitely, I I always encourage uh, when appropriate, I should say, I'll encourage, (laughs) I'll encourage people to, to question themselves. And Mm -hmm. I've, as I've done my entire life, like my, my value to myself has exponentially grown in asking myself why I have the boundaries I have. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was the kid that would wear, um, you know, a hoodie in 105 degree weather and dickies and big boots and yeah. anything I could do to cover myself because I was so unhappy and scared of what I was looking at, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and, Me too. And I am now like, the first one to, oh, we're getting in a jacuzzi. I don't have anything to wear. Whatever. I'm in my chonies. I don't need nothing. Like I don't, you know, right. it's not scary to me anymore. That's awesome. Um, but it is, I guess it's not debilitating. So is what I need. I'm still scared of all the same things I used to be scared of. I'm scared of the dark. I'm scared right. of, um, I'm scared of walking to my car at night. I'm scared of checking on the noise. I'm scared of um, talking to my mom sometimes and calling mm-hmm. my best friend, like all those things scare me, but, but it doesn't stop me. I'm, right. I've i had this fear of water. Actually, Sam, Sam was with me when I overcame one of my fears of water, uh, Sam Barber. Um, she, we were going tubing in a river and I'm terrified of water. Okay. I used to be a, like, I couldn't get into water before. I couldn't even get in a swimming pool. Okay. okay. Like, I was so scared of water. And now this is many, 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 many years later. And we're going tubing down a river and we stop. There's a, a, a rope swing and people are going to rope swing. And I'm like, Oh, I, I don't do that. Like, no. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. And I, it was like a thing for me to even get in the river. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and this is after, again, many years of overcoming different pieces of being in water. Right. Right. And, and everybody's going on the rope swing. And I just remember like Sam Barber amongst the group, like there was a, a lot of other people in the group too, doing this, but she was one of them just encouraging me and be like, you don't have to, but like, why not? Right. Yeah. And I was like, well, what are you scared of? Watch. He just did it. Okay. And I just was like, yeah, but I, I'm a lot heavier. I'm not as strong. I like, I don't, I've never done it. Like the water may not be deep. Maybe it'll be too deep. Like I can't see the bottom. I'm right. freaking out. Like, and, and All these then I have to climb up to the top. And what if I climb up to the top and what if I don't let go in time? Like what? And mm-hmm. then what happens? Right. Right. Uh, all these things are going through my head and they're just like, well, you don't have to, but like, why? And then I was like, oh yeah, this is the thing I do. Right. And mm-hmm. so I just was like, I'm not going to think anymore. <laughs> I just climbed up there and threw myself off. And it was like the ugliest rope swing anybody's ever done. But, but I just, I basically just like kind of went out and fell <laughs> that's that's what I do when I do a rope swing yeah. too. I'm very yeah. bottom heavy, like I'm shaped like a bell. Um, so I have these like huge hips, and I I think you know, like I'm like, oh yeah, I could hold myself up. No, no, no like, yeah, the gravity's a bitch. <laughs> but I did it, and I I did it, and um, anyway, does that mean I'm not scared of water anymore? Absolutely not. I'm terrified of it every time I get in it. Every time I found it, walking around a pool. Mm-hmm. Even just walking around it is scary. Mm-hmm. You slip and fall, crack your head open. I'm yeah. scared of all these things, but it's not going to stop me anymore. And, well, that's great. Um, um, you know, yeah. I give you a, so um, do you know about Amanda, Amanda Palmer? 
Um, she is a uh, lead singer of the Dresden Dolls, and she's done an amazing TED Talk that I you're you're probably gonna cry if because I cry every single time yeah, I yeah. listen to it. Oh my god! Yeah. She she wrote this awesome book called The Art of Asking, and her TED Talk touches on that. But I went to to see her perform once, and she was like wicked pregnant. I'm like bravo to you for like just doing this like like almost about to pop. Like she had like mm-hmm. weeks probably, and um. She, she does this, you know, it's very, um, uh, artsy performance, but very musical. And she always does this thing where she does this Q and a, um, where she allows her audience to leave a message to her, you know, a question. And then on stage, she'll answer the questions. So one of the questions was Amanda, how are you not scared of like doing this and being you? And she goes, well, I am you know, the answer is I am. Mm-hmm. But I had this conversation with myself that I have to have like every time, which is basically it's either, you know, I'm scared and I don't do the thing or I'm scared and I do the thing. And then maybe if I'm, I do the thing, I'm less scared mm-hmm. or I'll know I'll never do it again, but I won't be scared anyway, having not done it. And she's right. like, in my rational mind, it was just like, if if I'm going to be scared anyway, I might as well be scared having done something than right. not doing it. Right. So I thought that was a really cool, you know, like piece of advice for anybody who's like conquering fear because, and it mm-hmm. goes, goes to the whole term of courage. Courage is not the lack of fear. It's, it's understanding the fear and just doing it anyway. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. that's really cool. That's an amazing feature too. Um, same. I, you know, I, I, uh, I grew up in the beauty industry, so that was ominous, you know, like, like yeah. I, I was born and I felt, um, you know, I, I grew up around a lot of, um, at the time, like Barbie bodies were like the thing and like, you know, big boobs stick everywhere else. And like, right. you know, you could rock a pair of, um, Calvin Klein jeans and I could, I could barely get in them. I was yeah. like, this is not made for hips um, right. <laughs> and like nothing fit me correctly growing up. And I always felt that way. And, um, but I think the thing just like you is that I found my coping mechanism mechanisms. I found my values. I found where I was valuable. I realized mm-hmm. that I, uh, I love, I love being the behind the scenes person that allows somebody else to feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, teaching them the tools uh, that I I've learned through being in the beauty industry to turn up the notch if they want to, or to just accept my dad hated it sometimes because, you know, I, I appreciate everybody at every level that they come with, like, you know, older women who want to, you know, grow out their gray hair. I was always for that. I was like, yeah, let's do that. My dad's like, well, you know, don't you think that like, don't you think they look better when their hair is dyed? And I'm like, it's one, it's not for me to, to say what they, what looks better on them. And two, no, not necessarily. I was like, I, I think that there's beauty and grace at every age. I think what gives us that grace is, is accepting it and walking into it and learning how to rock what we have. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's just kind of how I felt about it, which doesn't make you a lot of money because you're not selling, you're not selling a lot of like, you know, hair care systems to people. But for me, it was genuine and, and, and like tattooing it, 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 it gives people a lot of trust in you and a lot of faith in you because you're not trying to make them something other than what they are. You're, you're investing in them and you're being real 
And so mm-hmm. I, I, I really appreciate that, man. Like I, and I love that that came out here and it's a very cool, cool thing that you, uh, you do that. It's, it's going to be a good uh, thing for people to hear. Um, cause that's, that's the entire thing of this podcast. I want people to walk into their fears more because yeah, people just don't, the amount of times I've heard somebody say, I could never play football is, yep. I mean, mind blowing how many people have that little faith in themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't, it, it's not that the first question is, oh, well, you know, what does it take? Right. Mm-hmm. I, right. I would expect that, right. Well, what does it take to play football? That's not right. the question. It's an immediate, even people that know nothing about football. Oh, I could never play football. Right. Too much, <laughs> what? right. I'm like, you don't know anything about it. You could be like the best football player there is. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it would, yeah. It would be I, better I, to say, I don't want to. And then you'd be like, oh, right, okay, right. cool. <laughs> yeah. <it's different. laughs> Moving <Yeah>. on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Football is that's really cool though. Um, I, I, um, I mean, it is, I, I, uh, I think for me, this is going to be a passion to just watch football and, mm-hmm. and, you a know, maybe, yeah. And get into a sport. Cause I do, I do learn a lot from watching, but there is a, a much different thing in just having observed jujitsu and then doing jujitsu and same thing. I did ballroom dancing as, as well So watching it versus doing it it's crazy. All those little, like you had said, like all those little isolation muscles and very nuanced yeah. movements that you're, you don't realize as you're watching it, that this person is so locked in and mm-hmm. knows exactly how to move their body and how technical it is. It's really crazy. And then when you're just in it, you're like, you're getting this whole other perspective. Um, <laughs> like it looked really easy when you watched it and you're like, Oh, I can see how you're doing it. And then you're, you're there. And, it's, and then you're yeah, like, what, totally what the hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you yeah. just do? <laughs> like in my mind, that it happens makes sense. so much at practice. <laughs> oh my God. They'll be like, do this. And uh, maybe not as much now, but like definitely when you're learning, but, um, and it definitely still happens uh, that they'll show you, okay, we're going to do this movement. And that means your feet go here and your hands go here. Right. And, right. Uh, and, and then you're like, oh yeah, duh, I can do that. And then, and then we go to take the steps and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Which <Yep. bit> went where? <laughs> right? I know it's yeah, so crazy. It's really, it's very tiny little things that you have to remind your body that you can do. Some exciting news, diary listeners. We actually got a wonderful promotional code from Reinventing the Tattoo recently, and we're happy to share this with you. It's 10% off on a subscription to Reinventing the Tattoo. And if you don't know about this wonderful, wonderful service, it's continuing education for working professionals, very geared around tattooers. But I would venture to say that if you are looking to improve your art skills and have regular momentum to your creation, creativity and to your own professional education, I can't recommend it enough. One of the prime people that you will be critiqued by and helped with and draw with and all of that good stuff is Guy Acheson. And if you don't know about him, you probably should. He is a very, very pivotal person in our industry. I joined them for for one exercise. I, I did a color study. 
I mean, Rico sat there and, and watched me the other night do mm -hmm. a, a color study exercise with Guy and company, and it was amazing. I was flexing all kinds of muscles. It's just all around if you want to improve your art skills. I can't see a better way than hanging out with a lot of professional artists and seeing the kind of work that they do and the kind of exercises they work on all the time. It's www.reinventingthetattoo.com backslash The Apprenticeship Diaries. So again, that's www.reinventingthetattoo.com backslash The Apprenticeship Diaries. And that's gonna save you 10% on your subscription. Go check it out, folks. When I think it, the, the more hard it is, the the more you want it too. like the more you yeah. don't get it the more you want to get it like I found that too and being um you know kind of invested in something that I just really wanted to conquer and I saw all these people doing it and I, I was just amazed by them but like yeah. when the kind of the more I didn't get it the more I wanted to get it <laughs> you know mm -hmm. it made me strive um as far as we're going to, we're going to be posting, of course, the link, uh, to, to you. So people can check you out. Um, is there anything that you want to, um, you know, send, send people off to, or like tell them to go check out, um, any way that they can contact you directly, or do you want them to, or anything? Like yeah. That? Um, <laughs> well, uh, well, people definitely need to go to, the the Vixen page and check out the Vixen and see all the awesome players that are playing and um uh you know I, I would also encourage people to check out the Minx. Um the the Minx are uh, a group of about 35 women, most of whom I think there's only like two people that have played before, three people that's amazing that have played before. So a lot of people that are just now taking this really brave step to learn this new sport as an adult. And um, uh, so that that's kind of cool. You can see a spectrum of kind of ro a rookie team with these monster veterans. You know, we have some, some players on the Vixen that have been around, as I'm sure Sam mentioned for, um, you know, over 20 years. So mm -hmm. um, it, it's really cool to see the spectrum of players that we have. Um, I don't know what else. If somebody uh, wanted to reach out to you either um, for, you know, what you do for a living and disability management and, um, and things like yeah, that. I mean, I do have some other things too, that like, we didn't, oh, even, yeah, definitely. We didn't even touch on that. We're like, I, I would like to get the word out about too, but um, well, so I also, up. I also am, uh, I have a, a, a tab renewal fund project as well that um, I started in, uh, kind of in honor, in memory, I guess, of um, Dante Wright, uh, who was pulled over and mm -hmm. and and murdered uh, over a expired tabs and uh, an air freshener in his on his mirror. Um, and so my my project is basically a fund that will pay for all um, uh, any BIPOC individual, so uh, Black, Indigenous, or person of color. Um, individual who applies like we'll just pay your tabs and the the purpose is to limit police interaction with people so like if you don't have expired tabs then you know we're hoping that means that you won't get pulled over for expired tabs and right. just prevent the interaction altogether right right, right. <laughs> so yeah. um 
that is something I, I hope people in Minnesota anyway can check out. And, you know, we are planning, uh, coordinating currently with other organizations to expand that program throughout the states. Um, so we'll see um, how that goes. But for now, at least people in Minnesota should definitely check that out um, so that they can. Where can um, they find that? Uh, that would be. Um, I know I'm putting you on the spot and it's. Yeah, it's like you can just Google Minnesota Tab Renewal Fund. Okay. Or cool. MN Tab Renewal Fund. Uh, you can find us on Google or on Facebook. Um, if you do on the back end, get a link. I'll, I'll post it with your, yeah, with your so podcast. Yeah, so we're actually in the process of working on the website for it. So okay, that's, perfect. That's well, that, I mean, doing, if but. it happens, but that might be the best way then, then just to Google it and then find, yeah. find you. Um, and then for, for me, uh, reaching out to me is super easy. Um, Charlie <laughs> Barba cook it, on Facebook is like really the simplest way. Okay. Um, I do have, um, an email with the minks that you can email to, if you're, um, interested to talk with me or talk about football. Um, it's charlie at mnminx.com. So it'd be M N M I N X.com. Wonderful. Um, uh, that would be an email for that. Um, yeah. And then if anybody wants to help me get to Finland yes. and play for a, a, a gold medal, um, uh, I think, you know, going to the Vixen page is probably the simplest way to do that because I have a profile on there. So you can check out the roster and, um, and uh, be, I'll be linking that, that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I appreciate anybody even just checking out the the Vixen. And we do stream all of our games. Um, oh, that's wonderful. Uh, online. So anyone anywhere in the world can watch our games. Where are they usually um, stream through? What um, hosting uh, place? Yeah. So uh, you can get the link on Facebook or on our page. But okay. it's... Um, oh, man, shout major shout out needs to be given. And I'm totally spacing right now. Um, okay. I'm putting you on the spot hard. <laughs> um, I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm it's Brian Sweeney is our uh, announcer guy and he kind of helps coordinate all these games uh, or the, the streaming of these games. And I'm just totally spacing on the name of it. So I'm sorry, but that's okay. Um, they can, if they can find the link, um, you know, when, when definitely people can find the link yeah. on Facebook and on, on the Vixen, it's mnvixen.com or mnminx.com. Those are the super Wonderful. easy places to look. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Is there anything that we, um, didn't touch on that, you know, as, as far as like, I don't know you that we didn't explore. I mean, I know we went kind of rogue in certain places, which I like. Because oh, sure. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It was it's fun. Nice. It was, it's been really Good. fun to talk to you. Yeah. Awesome. Yay. Yay. Awesome. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think something that I've talked about in the past that I don't really need to talk about, but I think the only other thing that I can think of is just that like I am uh a I guess a trans athlete playing on a women's team and like how that I think that's like a really big conversation sometimes um mm-hmm. or can be but that it's like really I don't know it feels really simple to me so um uh but that's something I've talked about in the past too um with people that we didn't touch on today but Right. Uh, I almost kind of like that. We did it. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Well, for me, it was like, you know, this is a a love of a game to me, you know, regardless and finding out about you as a, as a person and your background and like some of the things that you invested yourself in. Um, 
you know, I, that's, that's kind of how I see it. But if somebody did want to ask you any questions about it and hopefully respectfully, because I don't, oh, for sure. yeah. you know, um, how would or you blunt, like them to yeah, reach respectfully, out to you? But bluntly is just fine too. Yeah. I've had, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, that, yeah. Reaching out to me on my Facebook is like, I, I use Facebook like an email. It's because we have a lot of our team stuff on uh, Facebook. So, um, you know, messenger is like an easy way to talk with people that aren't even that are on different time frames from me. And, um, you know, I have a couple friends in other countries that are really easy to reach via Facebook messenger, um, versus like a text message, which doesn't always work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably the simplest way to reach me. I mean, and for me too, it, uh, it seems like, uh, you know, it, what matters matters. And it seems like it, it doesn't, it matters in the sense that it matters to you because you might want to talk about it and people might have questions, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to matter to your teammates. doesn't seem to matter to your course, to any other thing. So you are far a person of substance beyond any of that, as far as I can tell. So <laughs> it just didn't really yeah. seem to be a, a big a big, uh, yeah, yeah. My teammates are also, <laughs> yeah. My teammates just see me as I'm just Charlie. And, yeah. And that's fucking cool. It's really cool. Yeah. It's not like that in a lot of other places. So, yeah. um, even, even at work still, it's like hard for people sometimes. Um, hmm. and, um, it, it's just never been an issue. It's never been a conversation on the Vixen ever. Right. And it has been on other teams I've played for because I played for five different teams right. um, in my time. And uh, other teams have had questions and we've had to have like hard conversations. And um, and the Vixen just, it's never, ever even. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, you know, for, for, for me, you know, uh, tattooing, it, it goes the gauntlet of, of people and stuff, but our origination, mm-hmm. you know, did have a lot of starts in the circus and things like that yeah. freak, freak mm-hmm. show kind of stuff. So we, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of in cahoots. Like I totally understand, you know, major <laughs> yeah. body dysmorphia and things like that. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. It just, yeah. So do I. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, um, I get it from my clients just in the fact that, like, you know, they feel more like themselves when they've gotten a tattoo than they did before. So, yeah, when you mm-hmm. understand that, that's what somebody needs to 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 self actualize. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. I get it. Um, but you know, for me, it has always been, um, uh, just it, as far as it's a golden rule thing. I treat others as I would want to be treated. And it, when people have substance, that's what I like to focus on more than anything. Um, because that's, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I, I always say to people like, you know, if, if you treat me like an asshole, I'm probably going to treat you like an asshole back. That's just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and it applies to me too. I'm, I'm an asshole as well. So like sometimes yeah. that applies to I, me. <laughs> I've identified myself, you know, you're reminding me of the fact that I identify myself as an asshole a lot of the time. And I have so many of my friends tell me, which I'm going to tell you right now, you're not an asshole at all. 
<laughs> it can be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can be an asshole. Yeah. Well, we are, that's the other thing. We aren't any one thing. You know, like that's, that's the other thing as far as I'm concerned. I can be the meanest and I can be the toughest and I can be the weakest and the softest. And I'm really just a teddy bear. You're Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. My my, uh, nephew calls me Poopsie the Pudgy Panda. That's my name. Poopsie the Pudgy Panda. So he calls me Theo Poopsies. And, uh, and my, uh, he's five now, but I call him Pippi the Sloth. He moves so slowly. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. Um, That's awesome. Uh, My aunt, oh, sorry. My aunt was, is a, um, she's a lesbian as well. And she has always, her friends have always called her Nikki mm -hmm. and I never called her Nikki. I always called her, um, Aunt Barb which her name is Barbara and she hates it. And she's like, I don't oh. like that name, but growing up, my brother and I, especially my brother, he couldn't pronounce his R's. So he used to call her Aunt Bubba and mm. she loved that. And so now I call her Aunt Bubba. We had a whole conversation. I was like, do you want me to call you Nikki? Like, is it a, like, I don't want to yeah. be She's like, I think it'd be weird if you called me Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I okay. Get that. <laughs> so yeah. that's a really I mean, cool my- story. My, my, their mom, my sister, her name is Christina and we call her only the siblings, uh-huh. call her Krusty. Oh, and, that's awesome. And, and we started calling her this when she was really, really, really little. And I think <laughs> we were making fun of her, but, um, but it just stuck. And so we call her Krusty, like that's her name. And it yeah. doesn't really mean anything other than like, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it's... <laughs> But like, I remember telling somebody or I was like, hey, Krusty, blah, blah, blah. And like somebody who didn't know, they were like, God, you're so mean. Like, why would you call her that? And we're like, no, no, you don't. I don't even need to bother. You don't get like, it. Just, you, you don't, don't even it. need to be a part of this. <laughs> Those who know, know. <laughs> yeah, right. If you don't know, you don't know. But, and I grew up, my family called me Chea. And Aww. my grandma named me Chea, like started calling me that. And so my whole family called me Chea, and now some of them call me Charlie, and it's weird. I'm like, and you're like that's and I weird. Still, I'm like, you don't. I know they're doing it because they want to like respect me and my mm-hmm. right. But I'm like, the entire world's always called me something else. My my name is Cecilia. That's my legal oh, name. Okay. And, um, and so Cecilia, it could be Ceci or Cece or um, uh, somebody used to call me Cecily, but very rarely did. Nobody called me Chea except for my family, my biological family. And, right. Um, and so now when my biological family calls me something other than Chea, I'm just like, you guys are being weird. This and is weird. Like, <laughs> like no matter what I changed my name to, I changed my name 20 million times. No matter what I changed it to, right. you always called me Chea. So why are you calling me Charlie now? <laughs> right. Well, but, I mean, I, I that's a that's a good conversation to have though. <laughs> and I, I do think it... Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's just a whole, like you said, there's a respect thing. There's just a making sure that they're being, you know, kind and considerate. Oh yeah. They're totally doing it because they're, they love me and respect me. But I love, I love that. I love that. Yeah. It was the same with my aunt and I, she, she was like, I think it'd be weird. I don't, it would I don't be want weird, that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, good. I, I, I just like, wanna... it would be weird. Just, I don't even know her. But... <laughs> yeah. Like I, I have had to, we, we did a clubhouse at one point. Um, and she came on and I want to get back on clubhouse. It was really cool. Have you ever checked out clubhouse? 
That's awesome. Um, it would be a way for you to like uh, invest in in Finland beforehand because it it scours the whole world. Like you know, you can get oh, into cool. Finnish rooms or places where you can learn languages. It, but it's all audio. There's no mm-hmm. visual component to it other than your profile picture. So, you know, you just you hear people's voices only, and that's that's kind of what I loved about it was because you can. I, I feel like you can feel more about a person. What's it called? Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Spotify has like their own kind of version of it too. And then there's, um, I think Twitter has their own conversational panels as well. But like, I, I really liked, I don't know, Clubhouse is just how I found, you know, like what I did. There's Discord as well, um, like just Discord uh, conversations. But um, mm-hmm. on Clubhouse, it was really cool. And so my aunt came in and like, her profile says Nikki and I'm calling her out Barb and people were like, who are you talking to? And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like that's right. And then like, I had to like halfway call her Nikki and I was like, this is just weird. Like this is weird. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. even know. Just call yeah. her what you want to call her, you know, but she's, yeah. she's not Bubba to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I know that's weird that she probably won't accept that from any, any of you. Any of you. Yeah. <laughs> she's honestly she is just happy to be there most of the time like she's like oh, i'll come to whatever you call me because and, and i'm kind of the same way too yeah. I'm like i'm just happy to be here man like life's cool right it's awesome right. <laughs> yeah well you are lovely and um the one, lovely. the one the one well, the one thing that i wanted to ask you too before we wrap that i almost forgot um and i don't ask this question enough is about your partner and you have a wife you know how did how did she um you know, how did she come into all of this? And, and, you know, what has that been like? Right. Um, because I, yeah, my wife is, so my wife uses they, them pronouns. Okay. And um, so they are, um, they came into my life about seven years ago. Um, so not super long ago, mm-hmm. but we worked on in San Diego. I um, co-founded a couple nonprofits and, okay. Um, one of them was the San Diego Transgender Center, okay, which is now called something else. But um, <laughs> and then the other thing was the other project was the San Diego Trans Pride event. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, while I was in the process of co-founding those things, Alex, my wife, volunteered on those projects, and so we got to know each other a bit there. Um, and then there was a break in the time that we spent. Well, I guess it maybe it was like eight years ago now then, but there was a break in the time that we, we never, we weren't really like super close. We just worked together, you know, mm-hmm. and we got along really well. Um, we're both very logistical people at the mm-hmm. time. Um, we've since found that I am much more logistical. But, <laughs> but, um, it, can, it can be a lot. I know yeah. I, I'm that in my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm the planner. I plan everything. But mm-hmm. anyway, so they, um, they worked on those things and then there was some time and it turned out uh, what brought us kind of back together was actually that one of our uh, mutual, um, uh, it was actually a youth that I mentored um, mm-hmm. and then a friend of Alex's um, and uh, they took their life. He took his life oh, um, and, and, uh, and we went to a, a vigil for, for him. His name is Kyler Prescott. Um, he was, and you can even, you can get his information and his mom became a really big activist in the community after that. But, um, 
when he took his life, that was really heartbreaking for our entire community. And we went to this vigil um, to honor him and just be in community. And, um, and you know, we saw each other there. I was like, hey, it's been so long and we're crying and everybody's hugging and we're all, all the volunteers and everybody were just kind of like, oh, we got to get back together. Like it's been so long since we've spent time together. And when we did that, um, Alex was like the only one that showed up and actually reconnected with so like this was maybe a week or whatever later and we went to coffee and it was just the two of us and we talked and talked and talked and talked and talked for hours and that was kind of uh that was kind of the the end of it for me I I I was just (laughs) totally enthralled by them they're (laughs) uh they have such a such an incredible perspective on life and uh, we come from completely different backgrounds. They're, you know, they come from this kind of wealthy, uh, wealthy white, lives in a good neighborhood um, mm-hmm. family, uh, like real well to do and uh, uh, kind of clean cut and uh, whatever. Anyway, um, and I am definitely not from that. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like me and my boyfriend, yeah, honestly. Yeah. He's like, you've um, never been shot at. <laughs> like, like he's like, you need to understand that I've been shot at. And I'm like, how yeah. am I supposed to understand? How, how do I understand that? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I definitely don't tell them that they have to understand it, but they, <laughs> but there's a definite difference in the way we respond to things because of it. Yeah. Um, well, that's what it's in conjunction like with. Had, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had, we, we had, you can, it's, it's, uh, they're really impacted heavily by things like that. Like I would mm-hmm. say probably the average person is, mm-hmm. um, but you know, for those of us that kind of grew up in it, it, it's not so impactful. Right. And, uh, like we actually had somebody shoot, shoot, um, uh, have, there was a shooting out front of our house. And, uh, so we got three or four bullets hit our, hit our house oh and broke God. our windows. And one of them actually went straight through my office desk chair. And I actually happened to be working in my bed that day. So I was like saved by my laziness. Oh my God, that's- <laughs> And, uh, wow. so, so my wife had a really hard time with that. And I yeah. was like, yeah, well, we should like, you know, go get the bullet out of the, we should go clean up the glass. We should, you know, like, it just was like, well, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, we, that nothing, was really nothing died. Yeah. And then, you know, things like our, our love really is. Uh, our love grew and blossomed from that. We're both so passionate about like social justice and, mm-hmm. um, and just being a, a part of a movement, however we can be. And um, uh, I know that that's, that's really hard for, that's hard on Alex, but they don't stop. And that yeah. is that, that, that need to persevere through things and that drive is mm-hmm. something that we both have. And that's, I think why we work really well together. So um we work on projects well together. We work on our household well together. We raise our kids well together. Mm-hmm. And um, we uh, uh, protest well together, you know, like we, <laughs> all the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's hard, yeah, you know, like uh, the reason why I asked is because a lot of people, you know, like that, that's a, that's a path, you know, like that's a lot of the problems with like pursuing passion is that like, you know, if you don't have a, a supportive partner. Right. It's not, yeah, it's not cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It's, it's, I feel really lucky. I have people, uh, old teammates who aren't playing right now because they're 
Your mm. wives aren't supportive of it or whatever, you know, oh, like, no. well, that sucks. Like I couldn't, have, if, if, if my wife right. ever thought to tell me, no, I'd be like, you aren't the right one for me, honey. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, but instead, I mean, my, like, you, Hey, I want to start a nonprofit. I want to put a bunch of money into it. Okay. How are we going to figure it out? Yeah. I want to start a football team. Okay. How are we going to figure it out? I want to go to grad school. Okay. How am I going to figure it out? Like, that's Aww. the question. It's not do you really need to do that right now? Or, you know, we have these other more important things. Okay. Well, if it's important enough for you to bring up to me, let's talk about it and figure it out. And we can't always do it, but, right. um, but we, we, we do whatever we can, however we can, when we can. And right. um, yeah, I'm really thankful for, for them. And they're, they're really discovering themselves too. They're, they're a lot younger than me. Um, Alex is 10 years younger than me. And so we're in different places in our lives. And, mm-hmm. um, and so that, that, usually I think creates a hiccup um, from what I've seen with other people. Um, but, but it doesn't for us at all. Um, right. Or I, I don't want to say at all. It definitely brings things up. Right. Um, but, mm-hmm. but I think that we have this like mutual love and want to grow as humans, as individuals right. um, and as a couple um, uh that that's kind of keeping us going. I mean, they're, they're going to, they're applying to a grad school program right now that they're probably going to get into because they're amazing. And um, <laughs> that's awesome. And so now they're going to be pursuing grad school and, you know, they really wanted to challenge themselves in a new way. They'd never really played sports before. So now they, they've been training for a year for Everyone. football. And they're going to play on the mix. So Yay! Uh, they're, we have things that align together, but, um, uh, but it's really important for us to both be doing our own things mm-hmm. that are important to just us. And it's, it's really nice. I, I like doing everything with Alex and I wish I could have them with me all the time, <laughs> but um, uh, uh, it's really nice to have a partner that can support me without giving up themselves, you know? Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Which absolutely. A lesson I had to learn, you know, I, I wasn't always accepting of that. Mm-hmm. It is a hard, you know, um, I agree. And, um, you know, just in what you said about your partnership, I think it's just, you know, you're, you're both willing to really see one another. And I've had to learn that in my relationships of like, you know, kind of dropping who I am and, and, and really like seeing another person and working with them and loving them as they come. And, you know, not, you know, it's not loving to, to, want to change a person, you know, they might right. as well just leave them be if that's how you feel. Right. So that's yeah. a wonderful thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, next level. And I'm, I'm sure that, uh, you know, the, the age probably helps, you know, my boyfriend and I were five years apart. I'm the, I'm the eldest there. Um, mm-hmm. I do son him sometimes. I'm not going to yeah. say I don't, he's like, yeah. you're sunning me. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a whole yeah, five I mean, years, boy. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had to step back a couple of times and remember that like some of the things sometimes I'm like, man, you're doing some stupid 22 year old shit or two, you know, they're 20, yeah. they're about to be 26 this year, but um, you know, you're doing this stupid kid stuff. Uh, why are you doing that? And And then I'll have my best friend put me in check and be like, uh, what were you doing when you were their age? Yes, and yes. like, you can't take that away from mm-hmm. them. And yeah. so it definitely took me some time to acclimate, but I finally got to a place where I was like, man, I hope you do all those things that I did because mm-hmm. 
I, I sometimes I feel bad that we got married with them so young. They were 22 and we got married and um, I, I just, I'm like, man, if I had gotten married when I was 22, my life would have been so different yeah. from what it is now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we did that because there was just this undeniable, like, you're it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're yeah. it for me and you're always going to be it for me. And yeah. Um, yeah, if it wasn't for them, I would not be in Minnesota. I would not have gotten a degree. I Aww. probably, um, I probably wouldn't be doing the kind of work I'm doing right now. I, I wouldn't have been able to impact Minnesota in the way that the ways that I've been trying to with, right. um, uh, uh, partnering with, you know, Black Lives Matters and uh, Black Lives Matter and, um, other community organizations. So, um, I'm really thankful for all the experiences I have just from being in a relationship with Alex. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I brought it up because it, it sounds like it was an incremental piece. Um, yeah. 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 A really big, big, big <laughs> part of why I wound up here in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, you yeah. know, and I, I often don't, um, don't go there with, within that, um, not purposely. It's just that we go on tangents and stuff, but right. it, it's, yeah, it's been a hard thing in my experience because I've had boyfriends that, you know, certainly haven't been able to follow me, uh, in my passions and, and ones that I haven't been able to support them, I guess, as they would like either, if I was being honest with myself. So it's a Mm -hmm. huge thing within professional, you know, life and everything is that, um, it can, it can make or break it. Um, so I'm so glad, I'm so glad that Alex is cool. Um, you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hope, I hope you get to chat with them sometime. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to check out the Minx because that sounds dope. That sounds really, really cool. Now I know about the Vixen, the Minx. I, mm-hmm. I think that's an amazing thing uh, that's happening. I just love we actually, passion. We have, uh, they, they would, they have this, I keep joking with them, like that they have this uh, really unique position on the team being a player, but so a rookie to football, but like somebody who's been so heavily involved with football for years. Right. right. Cause they, they're my, I, I can't handle game day without them. Like they are such uh-huh. a big part of like me making sure I have all the things I need when I need them. And they actually run chain gang. I don't know if you know what chain gang is. No. Um, the people on the side of the football field that keep track of the yards, like they have the big oh, X. Right on. Oh, we call them chain gang. And there's three of them. And I just assumed days. that was a digital thing that happened. <laughs> 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 So That's awesome. Alex kind of is the the like, you know, they they kind of run chain gang for us on game day. So a huge part of wow. they play a huge role, and they've learned so much just being a part of it. So they're a rookie who's got all this knowledge that wow. that probably the majority of the other players don't have, and um, and they also are partners with one of the co-owners, and they're partners with a coach. You know, so it's right. like a really interesting dynamic. It is have. really cool. Yeah, yeah. Multi-point perspective, which will be really cool to see how that blossoms into, yeah. uh, you know, that's very, very cool. Well, I'm excited. I, mean, I, I definitely want to, um, I definitely want to check that out, uh, yeah. and, and make that a part of your, your blast as well, because that's a, that's a cool project to be putting on and such a great thing. Um, yeah, if, people, amazing. if there's anyone that, that happens to, to want to coach football and is in the twin cities, like hit us up. Cause we're definitely looking for oh, more nice. position coaches, linebacker coaches and an offensive line coach to replace me so that I don't, um, but I'm not 
both on the Vixen and the Minx, you know. Well, you're going to be um, in Finland, so they're going to need somebody. I'm going to be in Finland. You're yeah. going to be in Finland. <laughs> so, I love that. I love yeah, that. So. I got to get there, man. I got to get there. This, I'm determined to get there this year. I'm um, I'm determined for you. Represent, I, represent Team USA football. Uh, you know, like that would be fucking cool. That would be really, really cool. Hopefully the Olympics of women's football, you know? I know. I, I want that for you. Um, it's happening. I, I, I want it to happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. putting, so it, I'm putting in my, my juju right now. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> thankful for, for your support and just getting the word out. And if mm-hmm. it, if it helps at all with it, just, just even the conversation is really helpful and, and getting the information is so uh, out there is really important. And, you know, I only have a network so big. So to mm-hmm. have somebody that's completely out of my network, um, spreading the word about us and, uh, is, um, invaluable. Well, and, and, uh, like Sam, she brought up, uh, that, that, you know, that there's these really elite, like women's football leagues that, that nobody <clears throat> really knows about. And so for me, it was important just for my local area, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm going to check out, you know, the local area. Where are you at? I'm in, I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. So. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that there's, there's three really good teams right around there. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to check them out because, you know, for me, it was like, I, I, I hate that I don't know certain things and that like, mm-hmm. you know, that, that sucks. I don't have any kind of frame of reference, but I literally knew nothing. And so mm-hmm. it, I think it's a good thing for people to look into and, and just hearing your stories, I think, will make a lot of other people look into them as well, which if, if that does nothing else, but help women's football in general, right. That would be really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, if you're living in the States, it is likely there's a women's football team in your state. So, um, really cool. if not multiple, I mean, in California, there's like, you know, three or three or so, I think. And, you know, even in your area, there's, I mean, I, I would say probably there's Washington prodigy who's in a different league from us, but there's the DC divas, you got to give mad respect to DC divas Divas are just, um, the prodigy uh, they're a longstanding team and they, they are, you know, they've been champions before in this league and, uh, really tough. They've had some hard years and they've had some really great years. Um, so I I have a lot of respect for the players out there on the, on the East coast. There's, um, um, uh, the Pittsburgh passion are back this year. Um, they were out for a year, but yeah, there's some great football that comes off the East coast. So <laughs> right on, I, I will check it out. Um, thanks for their, um, shouting them out too. So that other people can have more of a direct route to that. That's sure. awesome. Thank you so much. You've been awesome, Charlie. <laughs> you're awesome too <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna probably make this a two-parter I, I don't know if you know we've been going for like two and a half hours so holy shit yeah i know it's been yeah. awesome <laughs> it's been yeah. really cool well i don't want to take any more of your time and yeah, i gotta from- go get dressed for practice now yeah oh, okay well yeah i, yeah, I figured there was a time <laughs> Awesome. I didn't even realize it was 620 already wow. oh my god well and that's how it works with me i'm always i'm a chatty kathy that's of a podcast. I love uh, it. I hope I get to talk to you again then. <laughs> I know. Let's let's I, I definitely if you go to Finland, yeah. I need to talk to you. Oh, after we're doing that. that. We're doing yes, that. We're All right. Doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Promise me. So uh for every I forgot to say to for everyone that wants to look up uh women's football, you can just go to the WFA WFA football.com, I believe is their website. WFA. WFA, it's women's football alliance, but WFA football.com and they have every team. Um, every team in the league on there, obviously it's the league page. So 
Dope. Um, that'd probably be an easy way to find out who's near you. But <clears throat> wonderful anyway. way to wrap it, man. Like that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for the conversation. I'm gonna go work my ass off so I can get to Finland. Yay! <laughs> I love it. We'll have a and great also practice. so we can win a championship ring here this year. Yes. We're trying. We got to get that. <laughs> I love so, it. I love yeah. it. And so that we can have a dope podcast post. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, you have a great night and thank you so very Thanks. much. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Probably. Bye, Charlie. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find the Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. We, we look, look forward, forward to hearing, hearing from, from our, our listeners. listeners.